Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another week of Chops Podcast. My name is Jack Hinkle. And My I'm name is Steve Peterson. You're speaking like super fast. <laughs> My name is Steve Peterson. My name is Jack. Okay. Hey, everybody. We got to give you a little congratulations because Steve is named the director of music at Concord Community oh, Schools. Wow. Give it up for Steve. Thank you. Peterson. I didn't think we're going to talk about that, but thank you very oh, much. How can we not talk about? Did I already put it on the chop social? I know, but yeah, thank you very much. I'm very excited. I'm going to be the um, director of music. That's a an administrative position, helping um, collaborate with staff and plan with staff K through 12, all music, all the time, and um, then also leads to being the director of bands, which helping lead the band program at the high school, specifically the marching band. And then, um, yeah, I'm still going to teach one of the jazz bands. And Jack's going to take up another jazz band. I'm going to teach jazz Boop. two and jazz three. He's got jazz two and jazz three and an after-school jazz band. So he has two, I three, like four. three jazz bands. Woo. Dang. And I'll have jazz one next year. And so more administrative responsibilities. Yeah, Steve's going to be my boss. Woo. Um, so, nice. yeah, more building relationships with staff and students and getting the fine arts program to continue to cook along and think about new experiences and process and progress and i think it's going to be great it's gonna be, be a fun. good time it'll be fun so yeah we talked about that today in class um just became official yesterday so that's a very exciting time and a little nervous time but just because some of it I'm, i don't know what i don't know but um, also our current boss mr scott spradling who is retiring after Many years in the classroom and many years as the director of music at Concord did a um, outstanding job. Mm -hmm. He's still around and he can be a mentor and offer advice Boom. and collaborate. So I feel happy about that. Yeah. And um, so that's where we are. So yeah. it is now sometime in the middle of February. Somehow it happened. The sun started coming out. Dude, that made such a difference on the way to work. I'm like, oh, wow, I can see. I know there's no frost. That, well, <laughs> for some of us. Waking up for a little well, you okay. wake up earlier. Okay, so last year <laughs> no last when my son Adam graduated from Purdue, we had like a, a joint family party, like some some of Adam's friends and all their families, and we were at a pavilion, like okay. a park park kind of thing. And uh we kind of went around and had like words of advice. Yes. Right, for the graduates. There were three young men that were graduating, and so family there, we probably had about thirty people. And one of the dads said, Son, when you get your job, don't live west of where you work. And I was like, I was sitting there in my mind, I was going, north, south, north. Yeah, and I was like, like wait, I'm that wait, guy. I live west of where I work. Because when yeah, you, you live do. west of your work, you're always driving to the east in the morning. Away so you're me. looking at the sun. Oh, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So you're like squinting. And especially yeah. this time of year, like the, it's starting to come right into um, eye, eye level. And then when you go home, you're driving west, so you're driving towards the sunset. You're always driving in the sun. Yes, and you can't see a thing. You're in the opposite. I'm you in the opposite. I just think it's dark all the time. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but the sun is out, and it feels good. And um, so Jack and I are at a different stage in our school year with the jazz bands. Um, kind of a recap. We In January, in, we went to Purdue University for a day trip with our three jazz bands. Um, I had done a local jazz show at a local high school on a Friday night. And then last weekend, Jack took um, his jazz band to a neighboring university by the name of Bethel in Mishawaka and went to a jazz festival there. And that was an all-day thing on Saturday. And then I took jazz one and two, and we went up through Valparaiso University, went to Chicago, and went to Madison, Wisconsin, and went to a jazz festival up there um, in the Madison area and got back late Saturday night. So we thought maybe today's episode would be good to talk about travel and student travel or traveling with students yes and i'm guessing for a lot of the teachers listening you've probably all gone on a field trip at some point definitely as a kid maybe as a teacher and even if you haven't gone as a teacher it's like a totally different vibe to yeah, be around you've kids been, you've been to a zoo and seen those like 30 second graders running around with matching tie-dyes you've seen that <laughs> yeah they give them the matching tie-dyes so they always know where those kids are that's that's how it goes um, but yeah, you have seen that. And for us being around our kids when we're on a trip, whether that's marching band or jazz band or whatever, it's, it's a different vibe than when you're in the classroom. 
you're still Mr. Peterson and Mr. Hinkle, but your time is not 50 minutes that has to be right. incredibly constructive. You're just kind of, sometimes you're just kind of hanging. Um, so in this, uh, this week, we can kind of talk about some things we do, kind of what it's like when we do our um, curricular stuff in the field trip, i.e. performing or attending a clinic. And then we can talk about kind of our, maybe our bonding or mm-hmm. less structured time. The downtime. The downtime of listening to groups and walking through a mall somewhere and mm-hmm. eating food mm-hmm. with the kids mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff goes. So um, could you, maybe we could uh, we could go with, with you and give us a little bit about what it looks like for when you like, first of all, just like greet your kids in the morning yeah. when they So we, the we met nine o'clock in the morning and... You guys met at nine? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's Good not for you. No, it, it was not bad. And and it was um, school day closed attire because we went to Valparaiso University, worked with a jazz professional there and did some clinics. And um, so, you know, it's very, um, excuse me, we also had a charter bus. So that's kind of fun. Oh, you guys you had know, the charter. You, you kind of oh, like, you know, the kids dang. come in. It's like, bow, pick, bow, bow, like at the bus going. <laughs> yes. You, you load know, the bus. The kids like, are like wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, They're yeah, like, hey, hey, hey. Not you know, on a cheese wagon today. So, yeah. So um, I did bring the students together, put them in the band room, um, load the instruments first, please. Put them under the bus, but hang on to your personal items and let's chat in the band room. So um, objectively, some things that I take care of, and you've done this too, is that I have a PowerPoint or kids have a handout of like, these are musical items we have to take on the trip, right? Yep, and depending on where we're going to perform, like you mm-hmm. have an item of like what musical instruments and then also what personal items should be in their bag and on their person. Just making sure that we're organized, right? And then I said, do a mental checklist of your music and your mutes and your instruments and all that stuff. And so that's good because that's a bummer traveling across state lines and you are missing something. So it was was good to do that. Excuse me. But then we went into, um, talked about um, why, why do we take a trip? I said, why not just hire somebody from Chicago to come into the jazz band room on Friday at President's Weekend and do our two-hour clinic? Why not just do that? We could save money. We could save time. You could sleep in your own bed, hang out with your own friends on vacation, and um, why do that? And then several students raised their hand, and I was like, why? And they said, because you want to build the culture. You want to build the community. And I said, bing, bing, bing. So... I think, you know, when you're looking about it, you're you're thinking about a trip and you are going to point A, you're going to Purdue University and you're gone for 16 hours. Your time that you perform on stage is 20 minutes. If you're in marching band and you go across state lines and you go to Toledo, you go to some competition there, your marching band plays for a total of 10 minutes. So there better be more than 10 minutes in store for the kids or that is a mega waste of time. So I'm very aware and very conscious of the time that we are not on stage because I like our odds when we get on stage that we're going to have a good time. I like our odds. Okay. Um, But it is all those non-curricular times, the non-assessment times, the non-formal times, the informal times. What is that, Jack? It's greeting the kids in the hallway right? It's hanging out with the kids in the band room. It's like stealing their snacks. Like, what kind of snacks do you have? You know, like going up and down the bus, like, what snacks do you have? It's like school of rock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, like sharing of snacks, like sitting in the bus, like singing songs, listening to them telling jokes. Um, Taking selfies and Taking selfies, you know, tapping the kid on the left and going to the right, (laughs) right? Doing that kind of stuff all day long. Photobombing, you know? and just going to Burger King and getting a Burger King crown. And the kids love the Burger King. It happened. King it true. happened in um, Chesterton, Indiana for us this Beautiful. couple days ago. So it is all, most of it is about doing something together that builds the community. It's not having the common vision that you're in the jazz band and you're playing a Count Basie chart or you're playing a Duke Ellington chart. That is not enough. Now, if you're in the Count Basie Orchestra back when and you were on the road every day for 20 years with those brothers and sisters and you were playing that music, yeah, that music is fortifying and that's what builds your culture because you're traveling playing that music. But for us, since we only played one or two times over two days, 
It better be more than that. Mm-hmm. So um, it is very intentional, you know, taking the kid. Well, it's not out of school, but taking them overnight, staying in a hotel, being able to play euchre in the lobby, um, having breakfast together, having dinner together. Um, um, oh, we were like in Chicago and we were, um, went to Millennium Park, right? Yeah. Free. Most kids, have they been to Chicago? Sure. Is it fun being in Chicago with your teenage friends and you have free time? Absolutely. Does Starbucks taste any different in the city? No, but it's fun, right? We went to the Lincoln Park Zoo. Was it cold? Yeah. Was it free? Yeah. Did we see some orangutans and monkeys and zebras? Yeah. Was it silly? Yeah, it was a blast. Kids are like running around the zoo like little kids. It was a blast. So, um... So I, I do pull that back and then also think about like, you know, if you have a family and you plan a trip and you are going for um, five days and you're going to go to the beach, maybe you're going to go to Fort Myers Beach or maybe you're going to go to Disney World. Maybe you really saved up. Bougie. Bougie. You know, and you go to like Epcot and Disney World and, you know, Universal Studios, whatever. It better be more than just those three eight hours a day that you spent at that park. It better be the road trip down there, whether it was in the car or a van or in an airport. You know, it better be about the process getting there, the hotel stay, right? Locking your keys in your car. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, the, the destination is the journey, yeah, right? That's it. That's that's the cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. So I, I do think about that. Like, and I was glad that some students, and actually some of the younger students, were able to articulate that, saying, "Like, you want to help build the culture, or the we want to build the culture of the community of the jazz band." When you think back to your high school days, can you think of those moments that have like absolutely nothing to do? Yep. You can just you can just conjure those up, right? Yeah, I got those. I I think I do too. I can remember being on your jazz trip when yeah. I was a student, and we did a flash mob of our Christmas spectacular <laughs> choreography <laughs> Michigan in Avenue. Michigan <laughs> Avenue, right by the Bean. <laughs> jelly, jelly, jelly. I can't unsee that. You know, it's jelly, still there. Jelly, yeah. jelly, jelly, jelly. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Those, and um, I can remember those faces. I can remember that it was cold and we were drinking hot chocolate yeah. and it was just like yep. silliness. Silliness. That's true. And that's how it is every time. And, and we didn't really plan all that stuff. No. No. Um, you know, it is interesting because the kids, sometimes kids ask me, I don't know if they ask you, they're like, do you get nervous for us to perform? I usually say no. Like do nine you, do out you of Because the kids aren't listening now. Do you the get kid, that's right. Kids stop it. No, hey, I, kids, if you're listening, shut it down a second. You get nervous? <laughs> I, I usually don't. Okay, kids, back up. Okay, Thank you. Do you? No. Yeah, that I usually tell the kids like the the easiest part is once we're on stage, like that, if every human mo- yeah. is there with instruments, music, etc., we're good. Like we're we're gonna roll. It's getting everybody. there. It's getting everybody there. Like when attendance time rolls around. Yes. Now you had a nice, you had like your nice nine a.m. attendance, and I think you guys left Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday was like a decent day. Yeah, but then. But, I came around on Saturday, and we had the lovely opportunity to perform at 9.30 a.m., which meant um, we had attendance at the in the band room at 7.20. Mm. And Saturday morning, Steve, was pretty dicey because with the weather because we got quite a bit of snow, and roads were not – well, it was a weekend, right? So the roads were not getting paved that morning. So it was a little dicey yeah. even for me to kind of get to school. So I was kind of worried about the kids. But we all got there like within five minutes of the attendance time. Everything Great. was okay, and we were we were okay. Well, that's a win. That was a win. But then the kids tried to load the bus, and there were like two wipeouts, <laughs> which is like not good. Can you just stay on your feet? Once we got on the road, things were fine. And the kids um, had a really nice time. Um, it was pretty – different to perform at 9 30 a.m yeah though, i will yeah, say yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we come in we've got like we're playing jazz and let's like our the jazz music we're playing right now is is like upbeat loud and, and intense and doing that on a saturday morning on like a 20 degree day like you kind of gotta you gotta believe um so that was like a totally different thing but the process and like the journey and the adventure um that was that was um something i'm trying to keep track of too were you nervous at 7.20 a.m.? Absolutely. 
especially because the roads were not good. I, so you got to school whenever ahead of time, and yeah. you were the first one there. Yeah. And then were you like, okay, here we go? Yeah, it's, yeah. that's how it feels, right? You're kind of rolling the dice. I totally like, and we're like, we we left on a uh, Friday morning. Friday morning, we did not have school because it was a president's holiday, four day weekend, and there were some students that were gone the day before, that were ill, and that I had not made contact with. And I was like, well, I hope this goes okay, you know. And I hope that they're for their sake, they're feeling better, and that they're with us. Yes. But um, and they were. Yes. But that is, I think that's the tense That part. is tense, especially because I would say the last two weeks, there's been something going around right. at our school. And I think I had four or five kids out, and um, and one had even texted me the night before and said, hey, I am not feeling good. Like, can just letting you know, I'll text you again in the morning, but here's what's going on. <laughs> You're like, no. And, and that's like a lonely feeling for that child, but also the teacher. Right. Like to kind of figure out what's going on. So once all of the students were in seats in the band room that morning for attendance, I was like, okay, we're good. We can go. We're, we're good. So I did a similar thing as you and just kind of like did the checklist, talk through the day and stuff. Um, and I, you've, I did, I failed to say this, but you've said this before that the um, performance is of equal to, if not more or less important than the meal that you will all share at the mall later in the day. Right. The warm-up is a similar importance to walking to the warm-up yes. and talking with your buds. Like, yes. it's all encompassing yeah. as part of the experience. Um, and we did, and, and you're right, like, there are some spontaneous moments in your time that you can't plan out. Like, you can't say, we're going to make a funny at 1.40 p.m. No, like, it doesn't happen like that. No, 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 no. But... You know, we had we had our moments like we walk into the warm up room um, and one of the instruments that we were using was like so horrendously out of tune. We had to take a, like a minute and shut things down just to tune it up. And the kids were like, what? Because it was cold or unused for a while. I'm not sure. Okay. But once they I mean, that was like a funny moment that okay. like we had to like shut it down. And that's like something they'll remember, you know, and I, I can think back to other moments on that day. And I'm sure you can think of your own moments that. We're like authentic, but yeah. you know you're you're building the culture. Um, I can think of one too, like two years ago when I, or maybe last year when I traveled on the trip with you. Um, I think for the last two years you've done a photo, like a slow mo photo when the kids jump in the air, <laughs> right? Yeah. And we, we, I did that with Jazz Three and recreated okay. that at um, at the Concord Mall, right by the Barnes or not con- not the Concord Mall. <laughs> Excuse me, University <laughs> Park Mall in Mishawaka. <laughs> the Concord Mall is. <laughs> Yeah, would, <laughs> sorry. The kids are like, "What? There's Wait, a mall? There's a mall?" Um, so we recreated that, and just like you know, silly thing to do, but yeah. you know, it's I want to make that a part of the tradition of any time we do a trip. But yeah, stuff like yeah, that. That's funny because you were talk, talking about instruments that didn't work. We got up. Now we are up in Madison, and it wasn't very snowy, but it was single digit cold. So the instruments that were brass stayed under the bus all night. Oh yeah. Okay. So we came into our high school and we got into our homeroom area and and there was not a lot of time between arrival and it's time to go. So the kids <laughs> the kids got out there. Now the woodwinds were in better shape because some of them took them inside and like yeah, the clarinet yeah. players took them inside so they didn't like crack. But the Trump the, <laughs> like, the Trump um, Mr. Peterson, my lips were stuck no, to my horn. They, and I said Come on guy I wasn't like angry. I was like, Come on guys, you guys gotta move a little quicker and you gotta put your warm air through the horn and put your valves down and first of all they go i can't move the valves the <laughs> valves are frozen right they said the valves are frozen and i was like let me see that and i was like yep frozen <laughs> and, and i said well at least you can blow on it you go no my lips are sticking to the mouthpiece <laughs> <laughs> and i was like okay and so they were like cradling it you oh, know and they're like rocking lonely it. feeling so you know and so by the time you know 10 minutes of like really working on the instruments they got up to temperature then we got to you know, warm up and they were every fine. brass player that was listening just now had just like a flashback moment to a cold marching band rehearsal yeah, where you, the condensation happens so quickly because the weather and the spit drips back down out of your mouthpiece down your chin and then it freezes and then yeah, it freezes, freezes. and it's then gross. yeah it's good good times that's why band do it okay no but there's and, and there's tons like tons of like silly little stuff that happens over the weekends that you can't even think about because they just like happen so often Right. Like when we let we let the kids loose in the mall for like 
two hours hour to eat hour to go spend your parents money you know yep, perfect yep. time and like the kids come back with like build a bears and like bucket hats that are matching and we're like okay this exactly, is right. this is a They're good time. A great time they did um so that's like that's kind of the stuff that um is the free time but then if you think of like the what you could call like your educational constructive time right like you and i both had times where we were in performances where yep. we were listening to other groups perform mm -hmm. and attending clinics with, um, you know, jazz masters that mm -hmm. are trying to spread the wealth to the younger kids. So, you know, trying to um, have those moments in there, too, with the kids, like maybe what does that some of that stuff look like for you guys? Um, well, the. Like our, the one band in when we were in uh, Wisconsin performed early, like 9 a.m. again kind of hilarious because it was nine and we opened it with a really loud shouting blues tune okay you said they were kind of unhinged and like they were way. like going for it they yeah. were like not possessed but i mean they were like <laughs> i mean they were like lots, not possessed not but 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 they were like really happy and they were really engaged with the audience which was hardly anybody and hard to do at 9 a.m right and it was this yeah, yeah, big yeah. beautiful auditorium with a few um, adult judges and the other band from Concord was there jazz too and then maybe about 30 other people mm -hmm. but um, so yeah when you, you go through that you go through your uh, tunes and then traditionally like in that kind of situation a couple people come up and they address your band mm -hmm. and they talk to you mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's a, it's an interesting situation because it's kind of like um, um, I, I, it, it's an interesting situation because, and I've talked to the students about this, and you probably said something too. But when you perform, especially um, in in a group like jazz band, where your endorphins get going, right? And so, yes, they do. And when you get going at the end of it, you're kind of like, yeah, you're like feeling it. It's like your runner's high, right? Like you're feeling good about it. You are right. And then I said, <laughs> I, I said, yeah. just be aware that when someone comes up and they talk to you. Be aware that you're going to be in one emotional state, and they're coming up in a different. And don't let them take you off your track. Don't let them take you off balance. Okay, yep. so because they normally come up and say, "You guys are great," but right, and then go into like what's not happening about, it, which is what they're paid to do. They're con constructively mm -hmm. um, work with the students. Um, so then we went to a room, um, another rehearsal room. We had three judges work with us for thirty minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. That's a really so we, good So we got like a 10-minute clinic on stage, and then we took two, went two or three of those judges, and they went back, and they hung out with us in the band room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so they kind of tag team approach. And it was interesting because that first clinic, um, I had students come back after that and said, that was like a really informative clinic. That's awesome. It was great. That's awesome. And we played three tunes, and they only spent time on one tune, and probably the first third of it mm -hmm. but they just like talked about concepts and we're like okay here's this concept and play like specific concepts apply it to this part of the music and um engaging with the students which was really 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 good so the on performance you know it takes 20 minutes the clinic took 30 minutes and then so each band had a chance to do that mm -hmm. um and then afterwards our afternoon in wisconsin was um, lunch, which was on campus that the school provided, and then it provided a chance for a, um, like they went to improv classes or jazz theory classes or history classes, and then they went to like a saxophone class or like a master class yeah. on their instrument. And I think sometimes those, those are hit or miss. Yeah. Um, we've we've been to enough of them that like when. Um, the jazz band that had the first clinic, like the person that was interacting with them, like really hit it. And the kids were like really engaged. Right. Yes. And he had and I told the students, I said, he is a professional musician. But I said, also, he's a really good teacher. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I see that because a lot of times you, you then you, sometimes you have like a really good musician that doesn't maybe have the nuance and the engagement tools to be a good teacher. Right. So it doesn't matter what they say because it's, it's not being Yeah, master of the content. Not a love of teaching. Not a love of teaching. And they're being hired as jazz professionals, and that's where they cut their teeth, and that's where they make their yes. money. So I'm not bashing them. 
It's since they're not in the school setting working with teenagers, adolescents, yeah, spe- and young yeah, adults. Yeah, the kid part in, a, in the large group of kids. I mean, those cats are probably, like, awesome at teaching private lessons. Yes. or like, small one-on-five, yes. one-on-ten groups. Right. But you get a – you know, some of these guys have a room full of, what, 100, 200 kids it's trying tough. to teach all at once. It's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, that is interesting. Like, if you, are, you and I ever started our own jam fe- jazz festival someday, like, what that would look like to – to make it really hit, you know, be a lot of caffeine. I think I would hire people like Jack and some of our other jazz teachers in the area. Well, didn't you do um, did I? the jazz Elkhart Jazz Festival? Like you were a teacher <laughs> for that, right? Yeah, I got yeah. to do that. And some yeah. of those guys did yeah. that. Yeah, we did that. We yeah, kind of yeah, came yeah. together and, and taught that. Um, so it was teachers teaching the kids in the community, yeah. not our own school, but different schools. And, and that was fun. So. Um, backing up the, the the overall idea of going to a class is like really worthy and really going to a class and listen to somebody talk or listen to somebody play and then every once in a while it just hits right where it's like gosh that person was hitting it they were awesome on their instrument and they were like a dynamic teacher bullseye mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're like eh, not so much it's true and so we had like a kind of similar opportunity mm-hmm. of experiences too. We had our performance nine thirty a.m. and then we had I think three clinicians come up on stage and they were kind of talking and maybe one would teach a full group, but then like maybe the one of the clinicians who was like a piano player would sit next to your piano player mm-hmm. and talk to him, and then one of them might come up to me and like point at the score and tell me some comments he just had just for me. Um, so all that kind of stuff is helpful. Um, and then we did not have the luxury of like a half hour afterward, which would have okay. been really cool, but that's yeah. just not how they ran it at, um, Bethel. Um, so we did that. And then the similar to Steve at the end of the day, and we went away for lunch and then we came back and in the afternoon, um, we had master classes where they could go, you know, trumpets in this room, sax is here, rhythm section here about an hour doing that. Um, and then there was like an hour full on, um, Q and a session, um, in the midst of all that, it was really encouraged um, slash expected that each band, when they're not performing and in, in, when they're not at a clinic, watch the other bands. Yep. And this was kind of cool for us, too, because we went to a local performance, local festival. So we got to see all of these local bands that we normally wouldn't have a chance to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really good for the kids to kind of see what's going on with these other bands um, and like have a chance for them to kind of love on some other kids and say like oh that was really cool and a lot of my kids were talking about um other stuff that they heard that they really liked and they're like mr hinkle mr hinkle can we play this tune like can we do that um so that was cool to see them be excited and then on the other side of that you know this was a uh, high school festival and for dinner it was just kind of like a free-for-all pizza thing like i think the chair running it called Papa John's and said 75 large cheese please you know and then they just set them all out and just like let the kids go so the kids got to eat and then meet other kids from other schools so some of my kids were talking about that that they had an opportunity to like talk to some other kids from other schools and and that was like a cool experience through the um, you know vehicle of jazz that they Mm -hmm. had like a reason to talk to people Um, and then for us we had a final evening performance Mm -hmm. where they let the um top four bands high school bands play along with bethel university's jazz band and then the clinicians um sat in oh cool so i think the kids and i agreed that um the best experience of that day was having a clinician play with us on stage and that was like super fun because we never had a chance to rehearse this by the way i mean this is i was going to talk about the spontaneity and kind of improvisation of a field trip itself but kind of figuring this out was like its own process i brought the kids into our homeroom and we, we had like 10 minutes to figure this out and i like we like huddled up like where we were a basketball yeah, team yeah, and i'm yeah, like yeah, pointing yeah. at the whiteboard i'm yeah. like okay so here's what's going on okay yeah, you play twice here yeah. no repeat and we didn't have a chance to rehearse it and the kids are like okay okay got it yeah. yeah 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 okay and then we put it out on stage and and it worked and it was like fine and fun. And, and that's like kind of part of the cool experience is that that was just like totally like yep. thrown together. And I know you've had performances yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, um, but that was really cool. Um, so two, one other thing I wanted to talk about is like the kind of the kid side and the management side mm-hmm. of a field trip, quote field trip. Um, Steve, you and I are lucky because we have good kids. Best kids. We have 
the best kids. And um, as far as we know, like that was like a very seamless trip for both of us. Right. It was like super easy. Right. Um, we've probably both had trips in the past where we see some things that we go, hmm, yeah. hmm, how are we going to deal with this? And I think, you know, this this is a teaching podcast and talking about like classroom management is like one thing when it's in the classroom and you can manage it. But when it's on a trip, that's kind of different. And I'm not saying kids like totally doing something they like shouldn't at all. But you might see some kids like maybe breaking off. Yep. You know? Yep. What do you do? Because um, you're trying to morph that culture. Okay. Well, here, here's an example of that. When we were up um, getting ready to perform, um, I walked out on stage with um, one of the bands, right? And they're mm -hmm. all up there. And so there's like the other band is in the audience. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, there's like 30 more people. And I go and I looked at the band. One of my bands, it's like sitting in the audience, and they're all like sitting like in like groups of five, groups of six. And I go out there, I go, "Would you guys please sit together?" <laughs> I'm like on the stage, <laughs> and like I'm like, "No, look, Concord, you guys sit together." So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," like like ba not babysitting, but like, okay, I'm supposed to be working with these guys here on stage, but would you guys like sit together? Like, I did not like that look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't because. I don't like the idea of like splinters in the group. I want them all together. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want you guys packed in. So, and then the next time that we went through that, fine. It w it worked like like that, uh, fine. And um um so yeah, there there there've been some times that like on the Monday after travel I think when you were in high school, I can remember having some pretty serious talks when I was in high school. Was yeah. it my fault? Was it me? No, was it I me? don't think it was you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but I can remember some not great stuff that yeah, happened. Yeah. Sure. That I had to address, whether it had been like bus behavior yeah, 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 or yeah. something. And not like huge stuff, but stuff that stuff you have that to you're like, come on, yeah, guys, Yeah, and you come have to on. revisit it and make sure that we know we're not going to do this. Because there is a lot of like freedom. A lot of freedom. And, and you know, if you're sending the kids off to to do some stuff in Chicago or send off kids to a mall, you can't have your eyes on them the whole time. Now, we have parent chaperones that right. come with us, but, you know, one of the best things about these field trips is that it lets kids be. Yep. Like, that's a skill that you can learn, and that's a safe environment to right. learn how to function, like, on your own. And, you know, we're coaching the kids on what to do and how to do that and make, make these good choices. And, you know, our kids... Our kids do a really good job of that, but I think that's like part of the the learning curve is like letting them be and do those things. Right. And then also, I think with that is that um, there there is a certain flow to the to the group, and that it's understood that there's going to be some things that don't go well. Yes, there is. There are going to be students that arrive at the wrong time when you're doing the next. Uh, meeting time yes right and um i mean i can remember like last year in chicago the last person to the bus last year was my own son <laughs> <laughs> so and i got off the bus You're like, like hey buddy. hey walking back you know but just you know things like that that um they're gonna happen they're gonna they're they are gonna happen. it's not maybe that no they, they will, will happen. happen kids showing up at the wrong time or not being dressed correctly or they forgot something or they said something inappropriate, like shocking that a group of teenagers, that would happen. And not to downplay that, I don't want it to happen, but it happens. It happens. I mean, all you have to do is go walk through the school um, on any given day <laughs> and you can have, you can feast on that yes. stuff. So, you know, but you're always trying to not let that, I'm trying to, I think you are too, not letting that derail the esprit de corps of the yes. group and pull those people aside or use that as a teaching experience yep. where everybody say, hey, if I say 5 o'clock on the bus, what time should you be on the bus? All right, 4.59. Okay, let's, you know, yes. just kind of take a little bit more pride in some of those things, right? And being proactive. Yep. And as you said, like not letting it derail you, but also like you, as the teacher, you know, and like you have a choice. Like, okay, I'm thinking about this with concert band. We're going band-centric again, shocking. Um, we're working on a scale today in Sinfonietta. And you and I know that in this scale, if they're going to miss a note. Third note, seventh note. Every time. Yep. Every time. And I'm like, okay, I'm smarter. I'm smarter than this. How am I going to get them to play the seventh note right so what'd you do? the first time? 
Um, I picked a hot shot and I was like, okay. And I, dude, I was like the scaffold master today. Good, good. Dude, call me Bob the Builder. Um, Bob, call him Bob call the Builder. Me Bob the Builder, dude, because okay. we scaffolded. Great, like, great. Yeah. So I said, okay, play the first note of the scale. They won't mess up that one because they'll play it right, right every right. time. Boop. Okay. Okay. On your own, play the first three. First three. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got, yeah. it, got it. Got it. Okay. Now I need a, I need a test pilot. And I was like, okay, who's in? And I'm like, okay, you got it. Go. Okay. Three notes. Go. Okay, everybody, check the third note. Check. We haven't even played yet. Check the third note. Play that. And again, the goal is the seventh note. I'm just getting oh on the gosh. third. Wait, you got to the seventh note? Dude, I, oh Bob gosh. the Builder. She couldn't start calling me Robert. That's my formal name. Okay. Robert. Then I had the same kid. Okay, play, can you play five, six, and seven? And then he played five, six, seven. I'm like, okay, we're checking the wrong note. Okay, okay. Hey, hey, finger along, slide along. Come on. Yeah. Seventh note. And then we got it. And then it was like pretty right the first time. And then Steve, Robert W. Builder. I don't know what the W stands for. Then Will. We played Robert Will Builder. Robert William. Oh, Robert Will Build that. Yeah. Yes. Boom, Robert Will Okay. And then when we played the exercise that was fortunately in the same key signature, they didn't miss that note when it showed up. Okay. And I didn't even talk about that, dude. They got it. Robert W. Robert Will Builder. Wait, Robert Will Build. No, Bits Builder. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good moment. Anyway, um, that stuff's going to happen. And Steve and I are pretty intentional when we make our itineraries for these trips. Back to the mm -hmm. trip thing now. That we take our time and we, we get out like Google Maps, right? And you're like get plugging in your every destination. You like put in the travel time and then you're like backing it up. Okay, if we're performing at 930, we're going to be at warm up at nine. So we should be um, our instruments out ready to go at 850. And then we have to be in the building at 820. So we have to park the bus at 810. Yeah. Right. So we're walking it back that whole time. Now, that's the plan. Right. And sometimes it doesn't always go to plan, but we're building in that time for it to happen. And you know that as a teacher on these trips or a facilitator of these trips, you're going to have to improvise. And last year, I took my first trip by myself as yeah, a director. Like I was yeah. the only staff person and I had parent volunteers and I had my, my band with me. And I was kind of freaking out because yeah. I was like, oh, man, this year I did not freak out. That's good. Because I felt like I could improvise right. if something went wrong and i feel like that giving myself that ability that i'm like no i i know how to handle this if something goes like i can figure this out i'm fine that made me feel like a lot better and it made me feel more calm and probably reflected that with the kids feeling calm yeah on the most trip. importantly that it reflected that yeah, yeah. and I, I do think there is a flow to traveling that there is a you know grace period you kind of things kind of go now i'll be saying this with jazz band travel compared to like traveling with the marching band Oh, yeah, yeah. True. Okay, so, you True. know, um, I'll say to the parents, like, okay, this is a totally different experience traveling with a jazz band. We have one bus. We have 40 kids. You know, when we do hotel rooms, there's 15 rooms. Ten of them are students, right? Yep. And so um, and we have six adults looking after 40 kids, and we're good, mm -hmm. right? We don't have any excess. We don't have extra trailers. We don't have, you know, vans or anything like that. So we're able to be a little bit more fluid and um, negotiate the, the schedule to fit our needs. But then, like, roll it ahead, you know, I'll be getting into this. Yes, you will. You know, um, picking up where Scott Spradling left off in designing a trip for a day, you know, two hours down the road or four hours down the road or an overnight down to Indianapolis and with, you know, 40 rooms or 50 rooms. Yeah, with 300 and, kids. Right. And, yeah. then, and so when you when you adjust a schedule and you have seven buses and four trailers and two trucks, it, it doesn't go as well when you say, okay, um, we're not going to stop at this rest stop. Um, we're going to go two more down because you, you don't know about parking. Right. Right. right? You don't yes. know about parking. You don't know about the turnaround. You don't know if all those ins those restaurants can house that many people. When you go with 40 kids or 20 kids, one jazz band, you can go anywhere. Yeah. Right? And you can turn the bus around. That's true. Those those trips with the marching band feel like a machine. Right. So that has to be more um, accurate. Yes. Right? More targeted. And the students have to know that, that right. they got to be 
and there's not freedom in those. No, that's a totally different kind of thing. And and so there needs to be communication between the director, the head band dad, the head band mom, and the head bus driver. Yep. And you know, keeping the directors in the loop, but saying, okay, it's raining. Here's Plan A. Yes. Here's Plan B, and And those have been communicated like ahead of time. Right. Yeah. So, um, but it is. I think it's really good experience taking the the smaller groups. Because there is a little flexibility and a creativity and a sense of kind of fun. Like, you know, we, we got to Millennium Park. We were going to all see the bean. Yes. And the bean was being cleaned. So it was like fenced off. And you would say? Classic. Classic. And so we took a picture outside of the fence, you know. <laughs> and we took our little selfie out there instead of by, the, I usually take section pictures by the bean, you know. And upside down in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, you do, right? don't you? Yeah, right? yeah. And, um, but we couldn't do it. You know, and we, then we went to the zoo and the zoo was open and I checked it on Google that morning and said open till five. We're in there having a great time watching the apes, you know, just crawl around the um, the area, in the enclosure. And they're like, we'll be closing at 430 today. And I was like, classic. classic. And I was like, OK. Kid. And they closed all the buildings at 430 and we were supposed to be there till five. So we had to go look at seals outside <laughs> and zebras. and like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know, you just you just kind of make it work. You do, and it, it's okay. It's okay, and I, you know, again with the main idea being together to build community, it's fine. And those kids are thinking about it like they they thought about that on on Sunday and on Monday when they had their day yeah. off. They're they're like, wow, that was that was fun. And then they come back, and then the vibe when you come back to school after that is kind of different. It is. It's more like. I, I don't want to say chill because it's not chill, but it's like comfortable, comfortable. Yeah, because you built that culture yeah. and it, it. Yeah. And it's totally different. Like it's I was thinking about this today. Like if I like just the, the vibe of jazz three on okay. day. Come on, sorry. Ja- the vibe of jazz three on day one versus the vibe of jazz three like yesterday when we just hung out like it was totally different like cuz my those kids jazz 3 that's like the first time they're in jazz band right, right? i mean your jazz 1 has right. been they know each other but right. like right they were you know on day 1 like not really comfortable with each other shocking right. but like now it's just like we're a jazz band right and it's like totally different and it and that feels good um to be a part of that right and to see them every day that's cool that's cool i do have another story story time with okay. steve peterson okay. this this goes back a long time i was in college and it was um, when I was a freshman at DePaul University, um, I wanted to get in the top concert band because they were taking an Eastern European tour. Okay. And so the wind ensemble at DePaul, we got to go to the Soviet Union in 1988. Wow. Okay. Did you know this? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Soviet Union. So we got to go to Russia and Estonia. So this is. I've heard about Russia. Yeah. You've heard about Russia. It's true. It is cold there. Okay. <laughs> It's okay. true. We went to Russia, but then we also went to Poland. Okay, so this was when East West, you know, the Cold War was still intact, fully engaged. I was not alive then, just no, for the record. Okay. Okay. But it so in this this um, it was um a little apprehensive. I was a little apprehensive going because it was like the Soviet Union, and they and they told us that the um, travel ambassadors told us and our directors told us, if you decide to do something stupid in the Soviet Union and you get apprehended by um, the Soviet, you know, police or yeah, law yeah. enforcement, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> so why that's so funny, but that's kind of terrifying. I know. Like if you okay. get arrested, and you're on your own. And there were some wild hairs. You know, so we had a 50-person wind ensemble or whatever, and there were some wild hairs in the group. I mean, it was a bunch of college kids. 50 college kids in the Soviet Union. Right. What could go and wrong? Some hilarious kids. Like, I spent my 19th, 19th birthday on a train cro- traveling across Poland. It, it, was, it was hilarious. It was an overnight thing. But, I, I mean, it's just so many it, wonderful experiences. Just, like, I look back at it now, like, being in the Eastern Bloc and being in the Soviet Union in the late 80s, it was just, like, magical. And we got to do so many cool things. And we got to play for, like, military um, entourages. We got to play for dignitaries. We played a lot of Americana music, like Gershwin and Copeland and Sousa. And and we did a lot of exchange concerts with other conservatories. I mean, it was, like, 
amazing. But there was this guy on our trip that was my roommate. And if there was the guy that was going to get apprehended by the Soviet police, it would have been this guy. His name was Rob. Rob wore a long, dark trench coat before that was cool. Now it's cool, right? But he wore that, and his shoes were always untied, okay? And his backpack was just full of papers, right? And his hair was always just like somebody had used him as an eraser, right? It was just like <laughs> he was always like that, right? And he always kind of had like a star-crossed look on his life, like, let's go to straight A's. Rob, okay. Rob. Straight A's. Brilliant, brilliant. Wonderful saxophone player. Um, but highly disorganized and just not real prompt, hmm. right? So they're like, when you go through customs, hang on to your passport. We're like, I'm like, I got it. So you get off the plane. The first time when we land in Moscow, when you deep plane and you get off, you got to go through the turnstile with a classic looking Russian soldier looking straight at you behind glass going, you know, look, looking very serious at your portrait and kind of like the stereotypical Eastern or Eastern European kind of thing. Like, it's like, this is not my home. This does not feel like O'Hare Airport in Chicago. So they're like, you may go, you know, that kind of thing, right? So then we get, we get to, to get out of the airport, you had to go through again. I don't know why, but you had to do two proofs of who you were within like 50 yards of each other. So I was at the front of the group and I get up there, and I could see the glass, and it was like outside, and our charter coach was out there. So we get up there, you know, I got my saxophone and my bags, and I'm like, here's my passport. And he's like, eh, this is you. I was like, this is me. This is you. And he's like, you go ahead. And so <laughs> I get all my stuff, right? So about three people behind me is Rob, right? Trench coat open, shoes untied, hair all squirrely. He's like, eh, you know, just, right? So here's Rob. He gets up to the the final destination before we get to go to Moscow. And here and I turn around, here's Rob. He's like he's like looking in his bags. He's like looking in all his pockets, patting himself down. He cannot find his passport. I'm like, are you kidding me? So Rob is like, you know, scared to death. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? He goes, I can't find my passport. I was like, <laughs> you just had it 20 yards ago. So anyway, the director was there, the director of the wind ensemble was there. Some other staff people from Concord. And we're like going through Rob's stuff. And we're all going through his pockets. Like I went through the pockets of his trench coat. And we're going through everything. And Rob is like freaking out. He's like, dude, I don't know where it is, man. I, was, I still don't know where it is. And, and then this time the Soviet officials get involved. And they're like, you know, where was your passport <laughs> kind of thing. And Rob's like, I don't know. They had to take Rob away. <laughs> and you're like watching, <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob. And I was, he was my roommate. And I was like, cool, I got a room to myself. <laughs> Single. So, so we get on the bus and Rob stays back. And we're like, oh, my gosh. Guys, they took Rob. Yeah, they took Rob. I know we're almost out of time, but you got to get to the end of this. This kind of gets a little conspiracy theory like. but it, Wait, have you seen Rob since then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought you were I'm, about to be like, Rob's still there. No, but. It does have a fascinating ending. Stay with me on the story. So we get on the charter bus. The crew that had their passport that could figure out what was going on, we got it. And we went to like this church or um, like a cathedral. And we um, it was going to be a concert area that we could rehearse in. Okay. So we, put a, we set up all our instruments and we put our items backstage, our coats and cases. And then we had our stuff like on the stage. And then they took us to lunch. Okay. And so Rob was not with us. We did our little thing. We set up our instruments. They said, go get lunch. So we go eat lunch. Rob comes in. Rob. Rob comes in. We're Rob. What's going on, man? You find it? He goes, no, man. He's like still like freaking out. No, I can't find my stuff. And they said, if I can't find it, I can't go on the tour and I'm going to be like in custody. <laughs> like something like really bad. And we're like, Rob, Rob, and, and he's like freaking out, like understandably so, because I was just enjoying my rye bread and my bottled water. I was like, this is a blast. I'm in Moscow. And so we go back to that area, and Rob is able to go on the rehearsal with us, right? And so after the rehearsal, we go into this backstage area where all our coats and cases were. Rob puts his hand in his trench coat and his passport's there. 
What was what was the reaction from Rob? He like started crying. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Gah! I mean, he was like totally freaking out, and we all were. He was like beside himself. He's like, oh my gosh, what is going? You know, I don't know. We don't know why. You know, the I'm like I went through the coat with him, and I saw the passport arrive in that coat. I saw that when it when he came back and i have no idea where it came from we told the tour guide who was russian we said we fi- he, rob said he figured it out he find it and she was like you know this is good you know like <laughs> like you know like but she was like okay and not too like emotional about it okay but it was fascinating like it, it was just the idea the setting of this like group of 20 something kids that were in moscow behind the iron curtain at a, the height of the cold war and rob who was like the biggest like messy kid but like really smart and he's the one that, and they didn't have it and then all of a sudden at the end of the rehearsal it was there so we we didn't know if somebody like planted it somebody had, had their eye on them and they t- pickpocketed them i don't know it was really bizarre so in hindsight if you're traveling with a group to Eastern, no. If <laughs> if you're going to Russia, yeah, if you're going with to a school Russia, trip, I don't know. I haven't traveled internationally with students, so that's a whole different thing. But that was a case, and like, um, you gotta make sure the kids are safe. And you gotta make sure. You t- I don't. That that has nothing to do with being a band director. That was just like a odd thing. I just thought it was interesting for the real for the wow, poor Rob. Yeah. See, see, all I could think of was the time we handed out tickets on the bus <laughs> in chicago in chicago and the kids got off the bus and one kid was like we were going to blue man group blue man group <laughs> tickets handed out on the bus student walks off the bus bus <laughs> drives away student pat down self student uh mr peterson i left my ticket on the bus and that's when the directors decided to hand out the tickets essentially the door, to as, the ticket taker the we're like it's for these guys just 200 yeah just don't you know, trust in them. like 20 seconds this kid had it's, lost that's true ticket. it is like 20 seconds you got your ticket yep oh i left it on i think the bus. i left it on the bus and the bus is like down <laughs> <there. laughs> okay well have fun uh peeking through the window for blue man group today jeez we but it is fun traveling with kids we highly recommend it it's a good way to build your team it's a good way to build um life skills and being flexible it's a good way, way to build pride and it's a good way to see things yeah it's a good time okay so we're at that time we're at that time we're at that time um go follow us on tiktok keep giving us ratings and reviews and um anything else you got no, sorry I went so long. It's usually 45 minutes, and now we're at 55. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, you know, we had to figure out what happened with Rob. Rob, 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 Rob. Okay, so thank you for listening. For Steve Peterson. And Jack Hinkle. We're out of here. I don't know why Bye. I did that. See ya. Bye.